Hello and welcome along to Clare FM Sideline View. Derek Lynch with you for the next hour. Coming up on the show, we look ahead to Clare's National Hurling League showdown with Waterford as Brian Lohan takes his side to the newly revamped Walsh Park to face Davies Dacia. It's another big weekend on the local soccer front with the Innes Carpets Clare Cup getting underway. Well, Avenue United will be hoping to make more inroads in the Munster Junior Cup as they go to Dunmanway in West Cork to face Toher. That's in the last eight of the provincial competition. Clare's ladies footballers are hoping to take a huge step toward promotion from Division 3 of the National League. They host Roscommon in Cusick Park on Sunday afternoon while the Miners begin their provincial series with a home tie in Milton against Cork 24 hours earlier. Alan Troy will be with us for this week's Greyhound Focus slot and we have a few other bits as well. So time to get straight into it. And hurling is our first stop this evening where Sunday sees Clare make the trip to Waterford and the New Look Walsh Park to take on Davy Fitzgerald's outfit. Both sides opened their years with victories with Clare seeing off Cork while Waterford were comfortable winners over Offaly. Teams expected to be named later tonight and with both having heavy involvement in this weekend's Fitzgibbon Cup action, it could well be a case of changed faces on both sides. Ahead of that, I've been speaking with 2013 All-Ireland winner Colin Ryan to see how he viewed Clare's opening round win and what we might expect on Sunday. Well, it was an enjoyable game. There was a lot of uh, good things that Clare brought to the table. Um, you know, Brian and, and Brendan and, and the likes will be happy with um, how, how they played, especially, I suppose, there were showings from, you know, Grode, Sheedy and uh, Sean Rin, even though they didn't last a full hour, like, that'll stand to them. Uh, Mark Rogers pretty much, let, you know, taken off where he finished up last year. Bodes well for the season ahead. David Reedy getting a, a start early in the league. I suppose the one thing with David is we missed him in the championship and you'd be hoping that um, he he's fit for championship uh, because we need him then, you know, like as an option. So, like, there was a lot of positives. Daryl Lohan was very good, um, slotted in. And then, obviously, having Conor Cleary back to full fitness inside a full-back uh, you know, he, he's a pivotal position. Himself and John are very specialised and um, we're creating a lot of options at cornerbacks and wingbacks and stuff like that. But it's nice to, to see lads just slotting in and, and seamlessly, you know, getting on with the game. And we were creating chances as well. So as the first outing goes, Brian can only be happy with it. But I suppose they, they have a lot more uh, hurling to be done before the Munster Championship starts. Yeah, and I know it's very, very early season, obviously. But like I think one thing everybody has learned now in the last three or four years since, since whenever this split season came in, that you now need 30 players to to survive a year, don't you? And it kind of feels like Clare are really getting there now. Yeah, they're 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 getting a lot of players that can fill in to to a few pivotal positions. But I like, unfortunately, I don't think we're at the Limerick stage yet where we can survive without our marquee players. But definitely, we're creating a lot of options from possibly our you know, apart from our five best hurlers, I suppose, like our our, our lads that are irreplaceable we're creating a lot of other options around that. So, like, that's obviously really, really important. We still need a bit of luck. I think I think you still need your pivotal players to be fit for Clare to have a run at the Munster Championship in the All-Ireland. But it definitely bodes well for, uh, I suppose, a succession plan for the next 10 years that a lot of these lads are going to step up and uh, and maybe bring a bit of prolonged success uh, and, and competitiveness to Clare Hurland that's going to set us up maybe for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years, which is, which is phenomenal work, I think. And when you look back at what the academy has done and what Club Clare have done in promoting that and uh, and all that the the I suppose the line the conveyor belt is looking good at this moment in time but whether that transfers to success now that's the next thing 
Yeah, just mentioning Club Clare, if you haven't signed up yet, I'd, I'd encourage people to do it. There's a, a lovely hat this year. It was no sooner in the door of our host than my young fella had it whipped anyway, but it's uh, great to see that the amount of support that they're getting on that. And like, just in terms of the style of play, Colin, from, from Sunday, like I think it was really encouraging to see that, you know, against the breeze, Clare had a plan. With the breeze, they had a plan. And even within both halves, you know, Darrell Lohan's maybe stepped back as that plus one for a while and then pushed out again. It really seems as if our game management was something that was properly structured on Sunday. Yeah, and I, I like. I, I suppose our use of the ball is good. I liked like the early delivery into Rogers and Reedy and and uh, and and Aidan McCarthy. And I think as the year goes on, like they'll they'll obviously improve on that. Um, I suppose the one thing is possibly maybe looking at a flaw from from Sundays, not having John at centre back. You know, kind of created a few holes in our back line, and you know against better better teams that'll be punished more often so like that type of game management just needs a small bit of improvement but you know the, the lads coming in fitted seamlessly in and I think this game plan suits Claire. it's just a case of making sure that we have the players in the, in the right spots at the right time and making sure there's no holes developing I suppose in our back line as time goes on Big game on Sunday. It's a quick turnaround. There's obviously Fitzgibbon on this week. We were talking early in the week, so we're not sure where things stand in terms of team selection. But would you expect changes? Yeah, I think Brian is definitely going to use. You know, you saw Sean Rin and, and Garochidi get their get their time, uh, and it's about mixing it up too. And and like lads, the player load and what they're doing is really going to be important. I think in terms terms of lads picking up knocks and making sure that they're not in a state where you, like they're going to pick up injuries so like there's a lot of managing that goes on behind the scenes I think in terms of Brian and the management team and even I'm sure the SNC you know managing players and, and, and it's also about I suppose bringing back in the old heads as time goes on in this league so there's going to be a lot of switching and swapping I think but what they're going to try and do I suppose is unearth a few gems a few lads who as Brian said after the game that they can stand up to the quality of players and when you look at Waterford, like they're going to hit the ground running, I think this year because they have to, you know, like I think Davy's going to have them gunning to have a go at this Munster Championship because of maybe the hurt that they've they've had in the last couple of years. So every game is going to be competitive in the league. It's they're going to look at, it, I suppose, uh, different things from each game. And Brian, I'm sure, is going to be looking at a couple of players and giving them action in each game so that they can show him what they have because th- that's that's the thing when you get your jersey you have to show up and you have to show what you have because you don't get this, these opportunities a lot so these lads will be raring to go and I think he's going to try and give as many lads an opportunity in this league as possible because I don't think we're going to see obviously Tony's not going to play the league I don't think we're going to see John for a lot of it uh, you're probably not going to see Shane O'Donnell and obviously Ryan Taylor um, is injured so like there's four probably guaranteed starters that lads are going to have to you know show their show their stuff in the league to, to try and replace or try and uh, put them lads under pressure and like a lot of the conversation too in the last couple of years was wondering what could be done to make the National Hurling League more attractive you have a medal in your back pocket from 16 did the week that they bought between the league final and the start of the championship has it been as simple as that has that now made it more attractive for managers to go for it's hard to know like I think because of the the, the nature of Munster Championship now that it's all going ho I think teams want to build momentum into the Munster Championship whereas before there was an element of planning for one game and then you'd, you'd do time to reset and go again whereas now that you know fixtures I think everybody wants to have a bit of momentum going into the Munster Championship so like having the, the good run in the league and 
possibly going after a league title, then it gives a good sense of morale going into championship and knowing that you know you're good enough. But a lot of things change, I think, as as the league goes on. So the clientele you're going to come up against in the Munster Championship is going to be slightly different. But for a lot of teams, they're going to want to just build that momentum and get wins under their belt. And I suppose for the likes of Limerick, they can probably get away with it a bit more than other teams because they have that success and they know what success you know is to them whereas a lot of the other teams maybe a national league kind of helps them in their development I don't know if Clare are at that stage I, I'd love to see them win a national league but this Clare team is probably looking at trying to win a Munster Championship you know and winning All-Ireland the two big ones because um, that's where they're at and like I, I have no bones in saying it they're up at the top table now and that's what they want to try and achieve every year Yeah and just on that note do you see much change in the picking order this year? Uh, listen, Limerick are on top to be beat. Um, Kilkenny obviously are there thereabouts and always have been, and they've shown that they can match the quality of Limerick and and the quality of Clare. Galway, I think, with um, Shefflin is going to be there thereabouts. I think they're they're building. So I think the top four are are definitely kind of set at this moment in time. I think, but like I watched a good bit of Tipperary the weekend, and I think they could be a real dark horse. Cahill has a motor in. There's a bit of hurt in him. Even the interview with Ronan Maher uh, after the game, I heard him talk himself and Jake Morris about they've had a lot of hurt, you know, and they want to kind of set that right. So they have that tradition under. Uh, I could I could see them, you know, having a right crack at the Munster Championship. And um, as things stand, like you know, you could be looking at uh, Clare Tip and Limerick on form, but you have to go and beat Waterford and you have to go and beat Cork, who are two very good teams who could anybody on their given day so it's um i think the top four quality over the last couple of years has been pretty much set in terms of what they've shown on championships so claire kilkenny uh, limerick and god can see tip coming again the thoughts of colin ryan there ahead of sunday's game i've also been talking to our analyst and former Clare captain tommy gilfoyle to see where the banner stands the management i think would be happy both with the win and the performance and, and obviously you know, the positive being, you know, scoring 125, I think, uh, you know, the form of the of the new players and indeed uh, the all-reliable, you know, Cleary, McInerney, Malone and those. So, and I also think, you know, we spoke about this earlier on, you know, I think we made good use of the ball in possession uh, where we, 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 we hit the inside line a lot uh, more frequently. I think on the, the, what they'll probably be disappointed with would be, you know, the concession of two goals and, you know, probably we were open through the middle for, the, for those two goals, so I, I'm sure they'll have a look at that. And, I, and personally, I think you know, we need to win our, our, our to improve our own puck out retention. And I suppose maybe coming up against Cork and Waterford, we may not probably show our hands so much as maybe what they're trying to work on. So, but I think uh, you know the stats would suggest that we we need to win more of our puck outs. But all in all, I think first round of the league. Um, I think. Uh, They'd be um, they'd be happy with that performance. Yeah, and just is that all, what it's all about? Like I was talking to Brian in the week leading up to the game, and he was kind of referencing the footballers' win that, that on their opening Sunday, and like twice used the word spirit. And I was just thinking about it after. That's a word he has used quite a bit in a lot of interviews. That performance is one thing, but it seems to be attitude is is one of the major metrics by which he measures people. Yeah, and again, I, I I think you know it, it's something you can put into players. I think Brian expects us at this level, you know, that players would play with a 
a spirit. And a spirit, I suppose, can be uh, a very broad word, but I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, really being unselfish, you know, with work rate, um, uh, when you haven't the ball, I think uh, being a team player, making good decisions and that. And I think, you know, when you, you know, you, you're selected, I, I think he selects on merit. And I think then he he expects players to go out and perform. And I think, uh, you know, from the, the new players' point of view, I thought, you know, Robin Mounsey and, 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 and Garrod Sheedy, you know, played very well, uh, you know, did the simple things well. Um, you know, so I, I, I think he'll be looking to, to give opportunities to those without dropping, um, you know, the standards that they have set and they expect of one another. And, you know, when you have the, the senior players, you know, Cleary, McInerney, um, you know, Malone and those players, uh, you know, calling the shots, they set the bar. So I think it, it, it's imperative that the rest of the players step up. To it. So, yeah, spirit and character. And again, who epitomised that most when he was playing only, only, only himself, um, uh, Brian himself. So I think, yeah, I think most teams now, you know, expect that has been the bottom line. Yeah, and like a, in, in a world riddled with cliches, at times with Brian after games, like he, he was asked about those younger lads and admitted, yes, it's it's tough for them to play against the Corks and the Waterfords of this world. Like there was no dressing it up or no fanciness about it. Like it was straight down the line that yes, it's tough and yes, they have to prove themselves. I think he he picks on he picks on merit. I think he picks on effort and training. And um, you, you know, I mean, those players ultimately, you know, and again. I've heard this reference over the weekend and 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 and, and uh, subsequent days since the weekend is that you know I suppose we could get caught up with Limerick being the bar, but ultimately it is because they're the they're the you know the the, the title holder. So I think uh, you know you must work hard. Uh, you must you know have a physicality, have a real want and desire. Um, so I think all that is expected. New players or, or old players, I think that 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 would that is the expected. Then, if the performance is good enough to put you in a position to win, I think he'll take it. But if he doesn't, I think uh, he can also take it, provided you know all those boxes are ticked. So uh, nothing changes. I think uh, you know work rate, spirit. I think Brian Lohan or Brian uh, Brian um, Cody always reference spirit. So. Lohan is no different. Yeah, two Brian's with a great attitude, no doubt. You mentioned the scoring, Tommy, 125. Uh, I know it's only the first of weekend in February and all that, like, but even Mark Rogers referenced it after the game as well that something they went after was their shooting efficiency because they felt it was something that had let them down. And if you can get that around that level most days and maybe cut out the Achilles heels, I think, for Clare the last couple of years that has been soft goals, if you address both of those, you're gone a long way towards it, aren't you? You are, yeah. And again, look at, I mean, I think we, we spoke about this maybe early on in the year in, in what, they need to, what they need to improve on. And I think, um, you know, I think the game against Limerick in, the, in, in Clarecastle, you know, I think we had 18 wide. I think the following week they had three. So it is something they are conscious with. Um, and again, right, it's making the right decision. And I suppose nowadays, you know, the, the opposition is so strong that, you know, it, it, it's the percentage shot. You move the ball, get the ball nearer to the scoring zone, which then allows, uh, you know, the inside line players to, you know, to make that shot. But I think last week, I think um, it was it was very evident that if the shot wasn't done, it was to be, you know, popped in in front of, of, of the inside line. And while, uh, you know, they didn't, may, may not have won it, or but I think from four points after half time came from a you know, good ball hitting in, which conceded, which Cork conceded, uh, you know, three or four scoreable free. So, you know, hit the ball in where you can give your inside line 
know, they can ask questions of the opposition defence that I think take it from there. But uh, I think they will be pleased with with that, and it's something if they you know they acknowledge they're working on. It won't be perfect overnight, but I think it's it's it, 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 they're making a conscious decision to make the right decision when on the ball. Yeah, and you'll be tested further now this weekend going down to the new Welsh Park um, recently redeveloped looks absolutely fantastic down there and Waterford having their first home game opened up that win over Offaly the old rivals there as well great to see Stephen Bennett back from this injury he he was absolutely flying he's got some brilliant brilliant scores where do you think Waterford are at this year? Yeah I suppose look at they'd have been disappointed again not to qualify and you know, uh, from listening to Davey, you know, they've done a lot of soul searching while they've got players back. You know, the Bennett, I think they've also lost lost a couple of players for different reasons. They have players coming back from injury. So, uh, uh, you know, Desi Hutchinson, I suppose, the belly gunner player probably would have been rested. So, I think it'll be probably a mix and match again next week. Um, you know, but I think Davey will want to make that, you know, Walsh Park a, a fortress. So, I, I expect him to probably go as strong as he possibly can. You know, Claire will go down, you know, with every intention of winning that game. You know, we'll have to wait and see what team goes, goes out based on, you know, the, the Fitzgibbon matches um, are in midweek. And again, you know, you talk about the possibility of players playing three games in a week. I don't think that's a runner at the moment. So I think that's something the management will have to will have to manage over the next week. And I think also we, it can't be lost on that, you know, that management are, are, are trying to, you know, marry the fact that you know they have to play national hurling league games, but also they must con- concentrate on the training and the conditioning, you know, rehabbing of injury. So it's an awkward time of the year uh, for management. But I think you know big panels nowadays. I think you know Claire will have um, a strong panel going to going to going to Waterford. Like, we just have to wait and see towards the end of the week um, what team he puts out and who's available and who's not available. But I expect. You know, Clare will pick a team to go down to Waterford uh, to win the game. Yeah, and just finally on that point, like it, it seems like there's added motivation for Clare here because you'd imagine a victory here and you know, awfully probably look like a game that you could target as well. Three wins should put you in the, the position that you'll be in the top tier next season. And then you can look at Kilkenny and Wexford and say, right, let's try something out here. Let's have a cut with a little bit of pressure off. You know, if you get through to a league final or a semi-final, brilliant. But if you secure your thing firstly with those three wins, you kind of have a free reign at the other two. It, it is, yeah. And again, I suppose the fact that, uh, you know, the two Munster teams come up at the start and then I think we have three Leinster teams, you know, to finish the thing with, it will allow the management to, to try things. And again, um, I suppose there's been a lot of talk about the merit of, you know, having the seven best teams uh, up in uh, Division 1. I, I think most, Counties will want to be there because I think, you know, there's a there's a higher uh, percentage of revenue will come from that, and I think uh, county boards, you know, will want to be will want their teams to be competing up there. Um, but as you said, I think if Clare can get their business done um, at the weekend, and hopefully without being disrespectful to Offaly or or whoever, you know, that 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 would put him in a definite strong position to be in that top three. Uh, for for next year's uh, league, which you know again that's for another day. The merits of that, and uh, I suppose every team, top tier Holland team, will want to be there.
That's our analyst Tommy Gilfoyle there ahead of Sunday's game in Walsh Park. It has a 1.45 start and you can hear full live commentary here on Clare FM. That coming thanks to Matt Waters, Clare Fruit and Veg Market, Turnpike Road and Healy Spar and off-licence Turnpike Ennis. Back shortly here on Sideline View. Now, soccer is our next protocol here on Sideline View, where it's a busy weekend on a number of fronts. Uh, provincial action, we've got a Munster Youth Cup action as well, and indeed the Under-17 Cup and the Clare Cup all getting underway as well. So who better to guide us through it all than Jim Madden? Jim, uh, plenty ahead for people that want to see a bit of soccer this weekend. Uh, yes, indeed. That's a hell of a mouthful. There, as you said, there. There's Munster and there's FAI and there's Clare Cup and there's league games. So uh, there's no shortage of action right across the county, and hopefully the weather will be kind again to get all of the fixtures played. On Saturday in the Munster Youths Cup fourth round, Bridge United are at home to Bohemians. Now, at the moment, Bridge are doing very well in both provincial at under-17 and at under-18 level. And this is a very good test for them with Bohemians from Waterford. Uh, They will be a strong side, but I think the Bridge, with the experience they've gained over the last number of weeks of playing outside opposition, should just about swing it and get to the next round. And the under-17 cup then, we have four games, Derek, uh, Tulla B versus Cool, Bunratty playing Corafin, Tulla A uh, against Newmarket Celtic, that should be a cracking game, and St. Pat's versus Avenue. And there's one game then, Derek, in the FAI, or in the youths under-17 league, I should say, Bridge Celtic at home to Shannon Town, and that's at two o'clock down in Bridgetown. So uh, a very busy Saturday as well. And then when we move into Sunday, well, sure, the big game on Sunday will be Avenue in the quarterfinal of the uh, Munster Junior when they make the long trip to Dunmanway to play Toher Celtic at two o'clock. Yeah, that's it. Uh, basically, yeah. sorry, Derek. Yeah, we might just pause there for a quick second to have a quick chat about that game because, I mean, this yeah. this this is a game that has been almost postponed for a, a week or two. So, I mean, it would have been in the diary and didn't move. But in fairness to Avenue, uh, rolled up the sleeves, it looked like, at the weekend in a very, very good victory, a convincing victory over a Lifford side that would have come to Ross Levin for the Innes Derby. Maybe with views and thoughts of perhaps putting Avenue back in their box a small bit. But uh, very clinical and I'd say warmed up and tuned up nicely for this one. Uh, they did indeed and uh, I was speaking to David Russell he's very happy with the way the squad have got over the disappointment of losing uh, in Tala in the FAI Junior Cup some weeks ago all his uh squad appear to be in very good form. Stephen McGann now uh, scoring goals and uh, Elias Coons as well. I, I'm very fond of him. I think he's a very, very good centre forward. Probably the best in Clare at the moment. And then at the back, keeping it all together, they have Dylan Casey. They're all in good form. They have a lot of experience. And while they will know that uh, maybe they should have done better in Tala, they'll be very keen not to let this game slip in Dunmanway on Sunday. And I'd be confident enough that they will advance to the semi-final where they should be where they'd be away again unfortunately I'm told to St Michael's of Tipperary yeah there's uh, big games ahead but the likes of Russ they absolutely thrive in those kind of uh, scenarios so we wish them all the very best um, and indeed uh, we will be hearing from Ron and Karen very shortly as well to look ahead more to that but uh, on domestic front then Jim the Innes Carpets Clare Cup uh, the, those two first round games and a plethora of round two games you might guide us through them 
Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, in the first round, there's two games. Mount Shannon play Sporting in a diamond. There's very little to choose between the two of these teams at the lower end of the first division, but maybe home advantage and the fact that it's cup football might motivate Mount Shannon to get a home win there. And then uh, there's, to all intents, a, a local derby, really, with Cool FC playing Tulla United A. Uh, I think Tulla might have the edge in that. They are playing quite well at the moment. Cool are finding it a little bit difficult, and I'd be very confident of a Tulla win there. And then uh, later on in the day, then we have the second round, and we have a lot of second round games, Derek. Bridge Celtic welcome Hermitage down to East Clare. I'd imagine uh, Bridge Celtic, who are very, very difficult to beat at home, should win that one there. While Tulla B are at home to Fern Celtic, I think Fern are a very strong side. They're playing well at the moment, and they should advance to the next round down in that game. Shannon Olympic B play Shannon Town B. That's a, a real local derby here in Shannon. And I'd imagine uh, Olympic B with uh, Jimmy Hulhan at the helm likely to win that. Newmarket Celtic B, C then play Shannon Town A. Well, the Premier side will be very confident that they should advance, but they won't be taking anything for granted there. Manus Celtic then play Callan United. Now, this is an intriguing game, Derek. Uh, Manus doing very well in the second division and Callan in the first year in the third division at the top of the table. Manus, Manus did very well last Sunday in the Munster Shield when they beat uh, Fair Green and they'll be have a le- good level of confidence but uh, I think Callan could be a strong side play football they'll prove difficult to beat and I'd give a vote to Callan to advance there for the first time ever in their junior football career then Newmarket Celtic A they're at home to Bunratty well following last Sunday's draw in Kilrush uh, Newmarket will be very keen to make sure they don't slip up in this so they should win that and advance to the next round Ennis Dons play Hermitage B that's uh, an Starby and I think Ennis Dons who play a very nice brand of football should advance there while Ryan Rovers are playing Avenue B Ryan are playing very well and they're near the top of the division as well there while Avenue B not the force of a couple of years back and I think Ryan will win that Connolly Celtic then in a local derby are playing Inch Crusaders Inch will fancy their chances against uh, the second division team but Connolly are a fairly dowry, tough cup side and they'll push it all the way. But I think Inch should win that. And then, Derek, we have two games in the Premier League. Lifford play Kilrush Rangers. Uh, Kilrush have uh, drawn their last two games. And uh, while Lifford are struggling a little bit, I think Kilrush will come to the Ennis very confident that, that they can get maybe their first win of the season. And Kilkishan play Bridge United A. That's a real local derby over there. Kilkishan will be fairly, what's that, up for this game and will be very keen to put one over on the bridge but I think that the bridge might just have enough to get out of there with at least a point. And then in the first division, we have only one game. Shannon Olympic A play Mohor Celtic. Uh, I think Olympic will keep up their push for promotion and win this as Mohor are not as strong as they used to be back in a few years ago. While in the third division, Derek does a one game. Corrafin Harps play Shannon Town C. I think I'd be given the vote to Corrafin to advance there. And then we have two games in the Women's League. Hermitage play Corrafin and St. Pat's play Tulla, Derek. 
Jim, thanks for that. We'll be keeping an eye on all those results as they come in on Sunday afternoon. We'll also be keeping a close eye on how Avenue United get on in that Munster Junior Cup quarter final as they make the long trek to West Cork to face Toher. I've been speaking with club captain Ronan Kern to see how things are ahead of that one. Yeah, huge game. Huge game for the club. Um, huge game for everyone involved. Um, obviously, especially the squad. Uh, we've been, as you said, looking forward to now for a while since since we beat Mungret there in the last 16 back in back in December. Um, so it's been a date that's been, you know, um, bookmarked for a while. But um, yeah, look, yeah, got held off a week, but but um, I think I think the preparation's going well. Uh, considering we had a game there Sunday against Lifford, um, it was good to it was good to get a win just before we we went on to actually to play the quarter final on on Sunday. That game looked like one that you were really using to to tune up for it, and you were fair sharp. Yeah, no, definitely, of course. I mean, obviously enough after the after the tough defeat there in the FBI against Tala, um, we needed something, I suppose, to to bounce back from, and and uh, we we took that Lifford game. Obviously, we didn't take it lightly. Um, it was it was it was a good step for us going into going into this week. Um, obviously, Lifford are doing well, very well this year. They're they're one of the top teams in the league, so. To get a to get a big victory against them is 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 probably the best preparation possible going into going into Sunday. Yeah, was there a sense in the dressing room in Tada that evening that just give us another game, give us something to try and get this out of the system? Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. The minute the, the minute we got back to the dressing room, I mean, we were we were all dejected, obviously, obviously enough, but we we were all flat. Um, but look, that comes with it, I suppose. That's that's been our standards kind of this year. Um, it was our first defeat uh, all season. It was our first defeat since June. Um, it kind of shows is how far we've come. That that I suppose we took it so hard. You know, we took the defeat so hard. But um, as you said, it was look to the next game straight away. How can we how can we bounce back? Um, and and that's the great thing about sport. I suppose is that you 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 get that opportunity um, regularly enough. So so yeah, no, you're right about uh, um, getting that different game. On as quickly as possible. Obviously, it could have been the the tour game this weekend, but it was but it was the Liffer game, and uh, we just wanted to to get over that defeat straight away. You'd never obviously try and frame a, a, a loss in a positive manner, but just when you're talking there about not having lost since June, and I, I there would be a lot of talk around about the unbeaten record and all that sort of stuff, and you know maybe that with, with that being gone, did it maybe just park that side of things and give you a new focus to look forward to? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I think so. Um, you know, we're not we're not invincible either. Uh, it kind of it showed that obviously, but but um, I think we got we got a bit complacent going into that Tala game. Um, it's probably a wake up call we needed because uh, at the start of the season, uh, Russ and the management had had set that goal of of try and win a Munster Junior be be the first player team to win it. Uh, that was kind of our our main goal. FEI was kind of second, I suppose. So I suppose. A defeat like that kind of kind of showed us. Look, we're not invincible either. Um, it kind of brought us closer together as a squad as well, I suppose, because there's a few new lads in the team. I suppose when you're winning all the time, it's great. But when 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 you get a defeat, you kind of get to know more, know a lad more, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, it was it was tough to take, but but yeah, you can put a positive spin in it as well to to say that. Um, that look, we're 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 not we're not an invincible team, but but that that we can take defeats as well and bounce back from them, um, and I think that's what any successful successful team and squad squad do. 
that being said though like uh, as you mentioned defeat for you was a rarity like go, go back the last couple of seasons like what what changed what was the spark that has kind of driven the form that we've seen you hit in that period I suppose it's since Russell came in five six years ago I suppose it's been a slowly building block up to kind of this point where where I felt like it was the end of the world when we lost the game there two weeks ago but um, it's been slowly building over the year. The squad has been been added to every year. We're getting uh, better players in. Better players want to join us, um, and just the eagerness to win, really, I suppose. And and obviously enough, there's there's no it's no secret that that obviously our rivals down the road in the market are are a big motivating factor as well, along with the other uh, tier teams that are that are coming up to the fore now as well, um, and getting better. That we want to be the top team in Clare. Uh, that that's that's the main motivating factor for us. Uh, every season is 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 to be the top team in Clare. Um, and I think that's there's no secret, obviously, that that the market are are and have been the top team, I suppose, for the last ten, twelve years. And uh, that's kind of what we want wanted to emulate as well. So I suppose, yeah, no, just the the competitiveness of the league has gone up, and and so has our squad, and not wanting. To, to lose games comes with that as well and, and when you do lose a game it, it hurts more than, than, it, than it did before because I suppose we set our standards so high as I said when Russ came in five or six years ago it's, it's been slowly built up to this point where, where we set our standards so high that, that when, we, when we get a defeat it, 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 it obviously hurts more than, than it used to I suppose Russell is a great man for doing homework. He'll always tell me about all the research he does on teams. I don't know that he does much homework when he was in school, but he's certainly doing it as a manager. There's no doubt about that. Um, what have you found out about this crowd at the weekend? Yeah, they're, they're, they're relatively unknown um, as the West Cork League is, but but they're still second in their league. Um, I mean, any team that gets to the Munster quarterfinal is, is going to have a bit about them. Um, they are going to be physical. There's no doubt about that. We, we've seen a few clips of them. Um, their last game that they got through to get through to the quarter final, it, it was a set piece. So uh, that'll be something that we're that we're looking at. There, there'll be no doubt that they'll be a, a big physical side, like like any West Cork team would be. Um, I suppose weather and stuff like that might be a factor down in West Cork as well. So it'll be other things to take into account for us going into the game, and and, and that's what we've spoken about as a team dealing with set pieces. Um, um, as we, that's that's what we're going to be kind of expecting from Tor on, on Sunday. We're kind of fine into the final third of the season now, really hitting that business end, Clare Cup starting, that, that that league title race is really heating up and even probably more so after the weekend's results. I guess from here on in, that winning momentum, that's something you want to keep going? Of course, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't think we can, we feel can, we can drop any more points, really. Um, I know, as you said, that the, the results of the weekend might have, might have shaken it up a small bit, but... There's still a long way to go. I mean, I think we've, I'm, I'm not too sure. I think we've seven or eight games still to play. Like, and we still have, we still have the likes of Bridge, Shannon Town, and and Lifford to go through again. Plus, plus obviously that, and uh, the market away game. So, yeah, look, it's going to be tough throughout the the rest of the season, um, regardless of who we play. Um, but no team is going to be easy, as you can see on Sunday with some of the results and the results that we've we've picked up over the last few weeks. That that that. Clare League has, has definitely gone up uh, a few notches in the last few years there's no doubt about that and, and no team is, is easy to beat so um, yeah look we, we, we obviously you don't want to lose a game you don't want to drop points to now to the end of the season but um, we have to be have to be realistic as well 
Um, but we will go into every game hoping to be the favourites in every game and, and hopefully coming out with the positive results. Ronan Kern of Avenue United there. That's ahead of their Munster Junior Cup quarterfinal on Sunday afternoon. Very best of luck to Dave Russell and his crew. Hopefully a last four spot beckons for the men from Avenue. More to come. Do stay tuned. Another big weekend coming up for Clare Ladies Football. Two from two as it stands. Hopefully by Sunday evening, three from three. Roscommon coming to Cusick Park. Chloe Maloney with me to look ahead to it. Uh, Chloe, in fairness, you couldn't have asked for a better start to the season. Yeah, um, first two games have gone really well for us. Um, we've put in a lot of work in fairness um, since we've gone back in November time. But yeah, no, the, the first two games, obviously played Wexford the first day and that was mad conditions. It was that time of the storm and stuff, but we still got over the line. And then um, obviously we played Sligo and that was another great win. But um, probably a tougher contest coming this week now with Roscommon. Yeah, and I guess that but that probably ties into what people have been kind of analysing and saying while the results have been obviously very good, it's the performances have been kind of eye-catching this early in the year. Yeah, that's it. And like, I suppose last year we were kind of just taking the league as it came and just seeing how things went and we're trying players because we were kind of new, even the lads were new in and stuff. But this year we've really put our, our minds that we want to win it. Um, So like there's been no kind of messing about with the league we just put our heads down and try to um, get as much as we can out of it obviously the league isn't everything either but it still would be nice to win it um, after coming up so short last year so um, yeah our performances have been good and obviously there's still loads to improve on as well but um, yeah like as I said this week will be a bigger test so we're probably going to have to be better even than what we have been in the last two games and does it feel like you're a couple of weeks ahead of where you might have been at this point last year because you're now used to each other? Like even the, the newer faces we've seen in the likes of Roshan Constein who's been there before, Joanna Doohan who's been around the panel, they're new names from last year but they're still not really new at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously when the lads came in last year it was all brand new and they were learning all the players and stuff and like even who to bring in, who to not bring in, and they had to do trials. And this year was just none of that. Like, it was just straight into training and stuff. And obviously, Graham Shine has come in as well, and he's putting us through our paces. So I'd say we're definitely in a better place than what we were this time last year, even fitness-wise, um, which is great to see as well. But, um, yeah, no, we've done, like, obviously, we know how we play and stuff. We haven't really changed a huge amount on that, maybe just tweaking it here and there. But, um that probably helps so much when you're when you're starting out again, like that you don't have brand new management and a brand new game plan and stuff. So, yeah, definitely ahead of where we were at this time last year. I suppose a lot of people looking at Division 3 were kind of identifying Clare, Roscommon and Wexford probably as those top three. And you've already taken care of Wexford and qu- quite impressively. But as you say, then a Roscommon team that's potentially a final opponent if things were to go well and all the rest of it but I think both sides will probably be lining each other up this week and saying here's a right look now at where we are of course yeah and like as you say these are the games you want to play in like you want to play in against the teams that are tipped to win it basically or being in the top two or three teams um, they're the games you always want to be in to see really test yourself to see where you are um, and even with Wexford I don't know it was the first game of the league and like they, it was probably tough conditions as well. So I wouldn't be writing them off just yet either. Um, but like they did beat us last year in the in the league, and we ended up actually getting into the final by the skin of our teeth. But they, by no means, are they gone out of it either yet. So they, you know, they're still tough games. But um, 
Yeah, it'll be interesting now. We actually have, we didn't play Roscommon at all last year because they were Division 2 and then I think they, I'm not sure when they got knocked out of the championship but we didn't come across them anyway so it'll be nice to play them again now and see where they're at. Yeah, but the home game seems to be something management have targeted like Wayne was still lamenting the, the points that were left dropped at home in those games last year and kind of putting the point down that we're now in the middle of this trio of games within our own border and he wants to bring every point out of it. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we lost to Kildare and Wexford in uh, Corey Clary last year and that nearly cost us getting to the league final. Like So only for other results kind of went our way. But this year we don't really want to leave it to that uh, scenario. We kind of want to win every game and get into the final comfortable um, and have ourselves set up well for the for the final. But um, yeah, especially at home, home games, you definitely need to be winning your games. Um especially with the standards we're kind of setting ourselves this year like as I said we were going to try our best to win win the league so um, yeah hopefully we can get all the points we can from from home and obviously away games too Does it feel like a different dynamic this year that like you're now a real target for every other team because of what you achieved last year? Yeah I suppose so um, like other people will probably build us up to say that we're favourites and whatever they probably do but I think the girls themselves know that like it is it's not a walk in the park to get back to a league final or get back to Co Park again it's just it just doesn't happen that easy like like they were there in 2016 and we didn't get back there again till last year so it's it's just not easy like um uh, but girls definitely don't take it for granted either we know that we have to work just as hard to get back um to any final again so um, yeah, we're we're kind of pretty level headed at the minute because we know anything can happen, especially in ladies football. It's it's so hard to tell who anyone can kind of beat each other on any given day. Like so, especially in the intermediate as well, because it's um, there's a lot of really good teams in it. So um, yeah, we won't be getting ahead of ourselves. Definitely not. We'll we'll let people talk, but hopefully we can keep grounded anyway. Yeah, home comforts in the park this weekend. The you know there's no other distractions really. The hurlers are on the road, so lads should be from a football sense should be around at home. You'd imagine hopefully a big crowd coming in out to support you. Yeah, it would be nice, and we were actually only saying there would you know before All Ireland and stuff the amount of people that came out to to see us for the jersey signing and the pictures and stuff like that, and so many young girls and even young boys as well. And it would be great if if all those could uh could back us now this year and get out and support us because obviously there's great potential there um and obviously you've seen the great interest when when we were in the final and stuff so hopefully they can follow us from the start of the year now this year it would be great for the girls to get uh, a good crowd in yeah it's a real sign of things that are being done properly in the county you now like I mean it it it's those little bits and pieces that you would have fought for all those years, they're now just the given, they're the norm, they're no longer kind of seen as a favour. Yeah, that's it. And it's it's always uh, lovely to play in Cusick Park as well. Um, like, I think we deserve to play there just as much as anyone else because, like, we obviously do the same amount of training and everything. Um, so it is nice to be to be in there. Um, it's It kind of suits us as well. It's nice and big pitch. Um, so, yeah, every time we kind of play there, it's an honour and stuff. So, um, yeah, we're delighted to be back there now. I think we're there for the next two games, two home games. So, um, yeah, that'll be lovely. 
Yeah, I think one of those comes on uh, St. Patrick's Day as well, which will be a, a fabulous occasion in there too. Um, if I can just quickly move codes, Chloe, if you don't mind, you signed on the dotted line again for Piemont there in the last week or so. Uh, you have no intention anyway of freeing yourself up at weekends or giving yourself any bit of spare time. No, not this year. Definitely not. I was, I was lucky enough last year the the women's World Cup was on, so I probably got a few weeks off in the summer. But this year now is, is going to be fairly hectic. But yeah, I signed back there. Um, well, I've signed with a good while, but they just kind of put it up there last week. Um, but yeah, obviously last year was such a great year for us winning the League of Ireland and stuff, and we're we'll be going to Europe. Um, I think it's around the first week in September. So. There was no doubt about me going back. Um, I was definitely going to give it another year, anyways. After such a successful year last year, so um, yeah, we'll give the we'll give it another crack with the two sports again. I'm sure. You never know what could happen. Yeah, please God, by the time you're gone on that European trip, you'll have silver in the bag already. But that must be a hugely exciting prospect. I think, you know, to 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 be going away as an athlete, you know, to, to those kind of games, it's it's what you dream of, really. Yeah, that's it. And especially with your club as well, like it's it's mad um to be thinking that you'll be playing out in Europe and stuff. And this year we really want to try and push on and actually get a result in Europe. Um I know it's it's tough for teams that aren't full time to be getting results in Europe and stuff, but um we definitely want to try put the name down um and obviously represent Ireland um as well as we can. So yeah, it is it's just it's really cool. I've been there before. Um it's just different, like, and obviously it's it's Champions League as well. So it's it's what I've been watching on television my whole life and stuff like that. So it's it's always cool to say you've played in it. Yeah, certainly. We'll we'll talk about that close for the time. But I just see fixtures this week, uh, first round of the new league season. There's going to be a familiar face opposite you, P Mountain at Lone Town. I think down for that first round fixture. Um, I presume the phone will be turned off to a certain Larry Ryan that week. <laughs> I know Jesus me and Laurie we'd be nearly meeting up before games and stuff if I was up in that loan early we're, we're very close but um, yeah no listen there's, there's there's not a bit of bad blood there but sure when we're on the pitch we'll we'll battle away and stuff but sure the next day then we'll be playing with each other again for Clare so there isn't too much time for bitching but sure <laughs> Isn't it great though? Like, yeah, I was I did a piece and it'll be going out in the next couple of weeks with Irene Herher here about um, you know, the growth of women's soccer in the county and like to have that pathway for yourself and Laurie, like one to be winning a league title, another to be captaining to a cup, and you looking forward to the Champions League. Like that was kind of totally impossible to think of from a, for a young girl 15, 20 years ago in the county. But here you are now. You've shown that that way to get up. Like, I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, and it was pretty cool, I suppose, for both of us to win last year as well. Um, I'm not really sure what... I think I'm the only girl to win... Um, the Actually, girl, man or woman to win the League of Ireland, and I'm not sure what... To, well, I've I've won the Cup as well with Laurie, but um, it was just... It was it was huge for the both of us, and like obviously after putting in such effort with both sports as well and coming up short with the Dal Ireland final... Um, it was lovely for us to get uh, silverware with with the soccer then at the at the end of the year in November, because it would have obviously been a tough year if we didn't win anything. But when you put in that much effort and stuff, it is lovely to to um, come out with something and obviously something so big as well. Like it's not as if it was just a small small two cups or anything. Like it was huge honours in Ireland. So um, yeah, it was great and it's obviously something we've always dreamed of and. Yeah, that that came true was great. 
The thoughts there of Chloe Maloney ahead of Sunday's game. That one starts at 2 o'clock in Cusick Park. Updates across the afternoon here on Clear FM. There's plenty of ladies football action right across the weekend with the Miners hosting Cork and Milton in the opening round of the Munster Championship on Saturday at half past one. There's a double header of under 16 games on Sunday in Clare Castle as the A and B sides face their Tipperary counterparts. Those ones start at 12 and 2 respectively. Time now for a Greyhound Focus with Alan Troy. Claire FM's Greyhound Updates in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. Good evening and welcome to this week's Greyhound Focus. It was quiet from Galway Greyhound Stadium from a Clare perspective last weekend. However, Friday evening last, Burn Park JT continued his remarkable unbeaten run by making it six wins out of six starts with a personal best effort of 17.90 for the 325 yards trip. Owned in Kilmehel by Maria Brown, he is homebred son of Kinlock Bray and Seacrest Jet. And from Saturday's card, six-man bridge-based trainer Stephen Murray was in the winner's enclosure with the Galway-owned Nady Owen. This was a first career win for this son of Pestana and Town Curley, who stopped the clock in 29.89. And from Limerick Greyhound Stadium, on Saturday evening last, the final of the Bourne Warrior A1-A2 525 yard sweepstake was the main attraction. An honours went to Barefoot on Fire, who is owned by former Dora residents Brian and Kathleen Murray. He is trained in Kilkenny by Paul Hennessy and he is a son of Grangeview 10 and JT Osprey and he commanded this final with a 28-71 effort. And from yesterday's afternoon meeting, the dynamic duo from Newmarket on Fergus, Miles Cummins and Breda Casey recorded a nice double with Snuggy Binney and Snuggy Jasper. Benny is the son of Bally Cashout and Slaney Side Goalie and made a two wins on the bounce with a 29-22 victory. And Jasper, a homebred son of Paddy's Magic and Miles Girl, recorded his ninth career success in 29-47 in an A4 graded contest. Innes Lasky Petal took the A5 contest for Mary Crotty from O'Brien's Bridge with a 29-22 victory. This was career win number two for this daughter of Grangeview 10 and Blastoff Roshino. And Mr. Moffat recorded a fourth career success for Tuller-based trainer Donny Duggan in 29.49. A son of Slippery Robert and Clodagh's legend, he is owned by Vincent Sweeney and Rhys Gittins. That's all for this week, folks. Slán August Bannocht. Clare FM's Greyhound Updates in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland. Because this runs deep. Alan, thanks very much indeed for that. Time has beaten us once again here on Sideline View. Busy weekend ahead once more and we will keep you posted on all of it across the coming days here on the station. Before we go though, just to let you know about a fundraiser taking place this weekend. It's in aid of the Town FC. They have a family fun bingo taking place. It's a 10 euro for adults on the door and that includes the book. Children is for 5 euro. That one taking place place at the West County Hotel on Sunday. Doors open from 6 so do support it if you can. Uh, over 400 boys and girls playing soccer with Town each week so the funds needed to keep that up and the very best of luck to everybody involved in that event. The West Wind is up next here on Clare FM. Do enjoy the rest of your evening.